0: I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentyx works on both. 1- 844-Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best
1: people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mark Etheridge. We are here to kick off our 2024 season preview podcast. I could not be more excited for a number of reasons. One, I, I just enjoy these podcasts because they, they set really set the table for what's to come this season. But it also means the season is drawing ever closer. We are well inside of a month away at this point. Um, you know, the weather is really cold here where I am so that's how you know we're we're just around the corners when the weather it said its very coldest so excited about all of that today we're going to talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide plenty to talk about with that program both kind of looking back at last year briefly and also to look ahead to 2024 because I think there's a a lot of things to be excited about. There's also some some reasons to to kind of question what to expect. So we will jump into that in just a second. But first, I have to let you know that this episode of Highway to Hoover and every episode of Highway to Hoover is brought to you by PitchLogic. The system used by players, coaches, scouts, and instructors at all levels of play from youth leagues to the big leagues. The easy-to-use and affordable technology makes the platform accessible to every player at every level. All the metrics and features used at the highest level, see pitchlogic.com. For more information. All right, Mark. Um, I, You know, I don't know that we necessarily need to do a whole lot of, um, you know, exposition on last year's Alabama team just because, well, for one, we're looking ahead, but also I, anybody listening to this probably kind of remembers you know Alabama, yeah. Uh you know, just your, just your average season where your coach gets fired, <laughs> or a gambling scandal, then you get hot and host a regional and get to a super regional. I mean, just pretty standard issue stuff. So, yeah, 43-21 and 21 overall, 16-14 and 14 in the SEC. Hosted regional, I've seen it with my own eyes, saw him win that regional, and then uh, got, you know, beaten by Wake in a road super regional, really no shame in that. I mean, and it just uh, ran into a, a very good team with a big-time home field advantage in terms of the way the ballpark played, et cetera, et cetera, and, and just about any team in the country was going to lose a road regional at Wake Forest. So not... Right. Out there, so uh, fascinating season. Fast forward to now, uh, we thought maybe Jason Jackson, given that deep run, would be elevated from the interim head coach to the, the permanent head coach. Uh, that did not happen. Um, instead, they hired Rob Vaughn, a very successful head coach at, at Maryland the last several seasons, but uh, they kept Jason Jackson on as a pitching coach, associate head coach which I think you and I talked about it in the off season. That was a, that was a coup for, for yeah. you have a guy with the institutional knowledge already. He's a fabulous recruiter. He allowed, I I'm guessing we'll never know, but I'm guessing keeping him around kind of helped keep some of the pitching staff together. Yeah. So just on a number of levels, big to keep him around. Uh, Rob Vaughn's also a, a proven winner at Maryland. So um, excited to see what's next. Mark, what are your just kind of, top line thoughts about what has you, what has your interest peaked about Alabama in 2024?
2: Yeah, there's a couple ways we can go there. Um, I think first off the momentum from last year with having success, this is a program that really they've been, if you look at the last 10 years, they've been maybe 13th out of 14, maybe they're ahead of Missouri, but no one else. They just haven't had that uh, sustained success. And, so to be able to, I mean, we have them ranked 19th, to be able to to back up last year's season with another successful season right in that regional hosting mix, that would be amazing for that program and build on the success and the, the fan interest and, you know, all of the things that, that really haven't always been there, okay? That to me, you know, especially when you factor in the coaching change and, and you know, bring bring kind of a new energy with with what Rob Vaughn and his staff are, are able to do. Uh, that to me is going to be interesting just to just to see how the the vibe around the program is. Um, the other thing is, and and you know I wrote this in our uh, snapshot is. There's a lot of new faces. Are they going to show up with the name tag? Hi, my name is, you know, on the, on the lapel there, because there's so many, you know, it's, it's so eight out of nine position players are, you know, eight of uh, eight of nine uh, returning starters. I mean, <laughs> excuse me, eight out of nine position starters are gone. Right. I got it out. Um, so that means there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of, obviously, transfers come in. In this age, everybody's bringing in transfer portal guys, especially when you have um, you know this, this much opportunity. So I, I do think that there's, that's really the question, is what they're going to do offensively with all of these uh, players who, who've been successful elsewhere, but but haven't done it you know here and and with all of them in one place, right? How is that going to shake out? Because I do think they've got 12, 13, 14 players, you know, for those nine spots. And especially the first, you know, the pre-conference time, they're going to be figuring out how that works, right? Not just who's going to start, but where they should hit in the lineup, those those sorts of things. So, um I th- that to me is the biggest question. Um I won't take take them all. I'll, I'll let you talk about the pitching if you want, but, but that's what has people mostly the uh, most, most excited about Alabama is all his power arms. And, and with that, I'll, I'll kick it back to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, f- first on the lineup though, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's right to to be where we have some questions. I think specifically, if you, if you ask me to pick a, a unit or a group of players, I think it's the outfield, which projects mm-hmm. to have three transfers in Evan slight from Rutgers TJ McCants from Ole Miss Ian Petritz from from Maryland, all three have are accomplished players in, in one way or the other. Petritz has put up big numbers at Maryland, and um, McCants won a national title at at Ole Miss and played a lot of big games there, and, and, and Slight, um, after starting his career at Virginia, transferred to Rutgers and, and really kind of came into his own the last couple of years with the Scarlet Knights. But as much as that's true, I think you can also find reasons why all three will have something to prove. Yeah. Um, you know, slight transferred away from Virginia for a reason, right? I mean, whether it was playing time or just whatever it was, like he had an opportunity to play at a high, high level and, and transferred, mm-hmm. transferred out and, and and blossomed. Um, and he also, you know, I was reading the fall report that our our colleague Aaron Fit did on Alabama, and you know apparently it was kind of an up and down fall for slight as he got it, Mm -hmm. got it adjusted, you know? And so maybe that's nothing, but maybe it's something that that maybe the adjustment will be a little bit tougher for him. You know, McCants has played in a lot of big games and he, he was hot in that 2022 college world series. Like he was a big key piece. But if you look at the totality of his career at Ole Miss, he just never totally put it all together. He had a a good, good freshman year and kind of a part-time role. And, but you know, he, as he got into a full-time role, it was, it just never quite all came together. And, and there might be a lot of reasons for that. I think it's well-documented. Like he dealt with a lot in his career at Ole Miss, the passing of his mother and kind of dealing with that over an, an extended period of time. And that, that would, that would be tough for anybody. Right. So okay. um, there might be some extenuating circumstances there, but, but regardless, he does come in with something to prove as, as an SEC hitter. And then, you know, w- with Petrits, it's his, the totality of his numbers at Maryland are, are pretty good, but it's been a little bit uneven, you know, one year he hit for more power than the other and one year he hit for more average than the other. So it feels like you'd like to see him maybe be a, a more complete hitter. And also, Oh, by the way, you know, Maryland plays in a, a very offensive ballpark. Um, so how much of those power numbers going to translate against not only SEC pitching, but some, some bigger ballparks and, 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 there are a lot of good hitter friendly environments in the sec. So it's, it you know, he will have some opportunity, but you know, yeah. you know, a Smith tur- Turtlesmith stadium in Maryland is, is not exactly a, uh, pitcher's paradise. So there, there is yeah. that.
2: And if I can interject on the outfield, I mean, the fourth outfielder Camden Camden Hayslip, um, oof, he has as much powers as, as anyone Alabama has, um, He's if he's if he plays in the lineup every day, he's a twenty home run kind of guy. It's just a question of will he hit enough to stay in the lineup? Because that you know, unlike other years, they have options, right? You, you talked about the three guys projected to start. Um, you know, is Will Hodo going to be the first baseman? Or is he going to be the DH? Is Cade Snell going to play first, or is he going to DH? You know, if if you know, are they they just kind of swap out where does Hazel play, right? You, you talked about the other three. So it's it, it's it's a nice problem to have, right? You have too many good hitters or, or too many hitters at a certain level. Um, so I, I do think that they they have options. It, you know, we had questions on those three. If one of them doesn't, you know, doesn't materialize like you hope, there, there's a guy waiting in the wings who's got a huge, a huge bat, Now whether he'll, you know, he's going to swing and miss some so that that's that's the, the flip side of that but you know you know babe ruth struck out a lot too so it's it's all those kinds of things right where you have to factor in and get the balance between you know the, the guy who's who's at this point in his career more all or nothing versus um guys who, who are going to put the bat on the ball a little more frequently
0: hey everyone we're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-Cosentix. Cosentix Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Exo, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium, banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And That. That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Next, go, give it to ya. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at accurate.com.
1: We we do need to move on to the pitching here in a second, but I will also say you mentioned Cade Snell's name. I'll be interested to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Big numbers in junior college, was junior college national player of the year last year at Wallace Dothan. And uh, you know, I I, I had just seen his numbers, and so I kind of thought, oh, okay, I know what this guy is. He's a kind of a big donkey first baseman, <laughs> you know, and, and he's really not. I mean, he's got bat right. speed, it's it's a short swing, like the power numbers are decent, but they're not you know, you see some of these Juco guys coming out of Juco with 35 home runs. Like it's not that, Um, but a really good hitter hit well on the Cape also pitches. The idea is he's probably not necessarily going to be a big part of it, but he, he could, if needed, if need be, he put up good numbers as a pitcher at Wallace Dothan. It's not high octane stuff. So that's part of the, the sticking point there. It's like a, you know, high 80s fastball kind of guy. So we'll see on that, but certainly his bat is going to going to play. So um a mm-hmm. couple other things here. One, one other quick thing to watch. Uh maybe gonna start a shortstop, our freshman shortstop, Fresh, Justin yeah. LeBron. Um, that's a lot, you know, for for a freshman. There, there are some that have done it. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Jacob Gonzalez, but Jacob mm-hmm. Gonzalez started as a freshman, right? So, like if you're if you're pretty special, you can you can do it, but um, that's, that's a select few. So we'll have to see how that goes. And they have options if they don't want to go that route, right? Max Grant from Canisius is a middle infielder. Bryce Eblin is still around. I'm sure he could play shortstop if they needed him to. Cool. Um, so they, they have options, but that is something to, uh, to watch there. Uh, flipping to the mound, Mark, uh, I'll just throw it out there. The guy I'm kind of most interested in is Aiden Moza, who mm-hmm. was a nice piece out of the bullpen last year is kind of how I would describe it. Just a nice piece. And then he goes to the Cape and is really good. Um, you know, something like a 22 to three strikeout to walk. And, and look, you know, wood bats in the cape, you're not nibbling mm-hmm. as much. So, you know, but still, I mean, really, really good performance. His stuff was good. Um, but that they're going to stretch him out and try to start him. That's the every indication we get. And you've got a little bit of a security blanket in that if the rotation doesn't work out for him, you kind of know what you got in the bullpen and you can slide him back. So that is nice. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's a guy who really could be a difference maker in terms of is this a, just an okay rotation. The quality of the pitchers are such that I think there there's a floor for this rotation that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. But I think how much he, he's able to give them as a starter will control a little bit of the the ceiling there.
2: Yeah, that's well said. I mean, he's one of these one of these pitchers that they, they need to have a big year. I mean, he's he, every all indications are he's ready to take take that next jump. Uh, sort of like Riley Quick. Right. And and quick as a guy, really power arm. When I saw him this fall, he was ninety eight and he had a you know, he was throwing a really hard slider at ninety-two. I mean, it was it was big league stuff, right? It's just can he repeat it? And that's gonna be the question, right? Really competitive kid, work works hard, does all the right things, but can you, you know, can can you project that into game time? And if so, that gives them you know, you throw in Ben Hess on Fridays, that gives them a really strong rotation. And we, you know, Greg from the Louisville transfer, had a really good fall for them. He, he's in that mix as well. Could He could be a weekend starter, could could be midweek, or he could be a really key bullpen piece. And, you know, if you want to talk bullpen, Alabama may have the best closer in the conference, right? Um, he, he's certainly in the discussion. Alton Davis second pitched, you know, kind of came out of nowhere as a freshman last year, raw, uh, but just competed in really good stuff, was able to get people out and learned as he went, got better as the year went on, and now he's back. And I think they toyed with him a little bit as, a, you know, stretching him out, um, and that, that's still quite, quite possible if they need him, but he's so valuable at the end of the game, and if you have some other, other people who can start, maybe you just let him go you know, go go max effort on Friday and then you can bring him back on Sunday as well and, and try to take a series that way.
1: Yeah. At a bare minimum, it seems safe to assume that, you know, Davis last year was, was mostly a kind of a one inning guy. It's like 33 and two thirds over 25 appearances. That's, you know, one and change innings seems safe to assume that they're at least going to maybe look at him being a six out guy, seven out mm-hmm. guy. Um, that would be great obviously, because then you can really shorten the game there and, and, you mentioned a couple guys interesting. I mean, Greg ferrone it's a good arm. It's a funky mm-hmm. look because he's a tall left-hander who comes right down at you. Um struggled with walks last year and in, in the SEC, like that'll just kill you, you know, because mm-hmm. you're gonna give up some hits. The hitters are too good. And so can you can you curtail that? And and Hess, like the physical traits are just all there. Like yeah. that that hasn't changed. And it's just the injuries, and it's hard to know what to think because last year was one of those mystery injuries i mean you and i every single week after he went down you and i sat here and we're like well no update on ben hess and then as the season goes on you just kind of start to feel like okay we're not we're yeah. not gonna see him right like that's a, you know and, um, we did. and we didn't and so now he's back on the mound and, and healthy purportedly healthy um but you know you kind of have to see it right we th- th- there's their situ- history is littered with situations where you know something just lingers i mean and, and it you know, you come back and you feel like you're feeling good, but then once you get into the taxing part of the season, like it just continues to crop up and, you know, but the injury before that was a freak injury, you know, so I don't know that we can necessarily call him injury prone or hold that against him. Um, but it it does beg the question. I mean, it's a, it's a big body and it's just harder to, to maintain when you're, when you're a big guy like that. So our injury is just going to be a part of his story. I certainly hope not. I mean, it's an electric arm. I think it's a game changing arm for, bama if he's as good as he can be it's a real Friday guy period mm-hmm. end of story. Um so that's that's obviously going to be pretty important and you mentioned Riley Quick too. I think it's fascinating, you know, last year they were kind of felt like they were messing with him his arm slot to to try to maximize sink and they they've moved his arm slot up higher and so now it's it's you know he's really maxing out velo but it's still getting some kind of sink mm-hmm. action on it so it's just it's and he's a big guy too. It's just it's nasty, you know. Um so, they're, yeah, they're just it's an embarrassment of riches. And when you consider that this staff could have also had Luke Holman on it had, had he not left in the, in the transfer portal and ended up at LSU, I mean, thats that would have been, um, you know, in, in terms of arm talent, maybe the best staff in the SEC at that point, right? Um, you know, or if Cade Woods had stuck around, he also went to LSU, like, you know, in shows terms how of arm well, talent. Yeah, shows
2: how well they recruited
1: no doubt, no doubt. And another reason why, Hey, you know, like sure that the, the head coach that recruited those guys isn't here anymore, but, but Jason Jackson was yeah. so, um, another reason why it's important to have him have him around. So, um, that I think is an episode. I feel like we covered a lot there with Alabama a team ranked 19. Uh, the upside is certainly there to be a team that hosts again. We certainly think it's a regional club, but there's a little downside risk with, with that, with the lineup with some pitchers who we really like from a talent perspective but need to, to prove some things so there's there's a little downside risk and that's a you know in the sec that's a perilous place to be because it doesn't take much to, to to start dropping games and all of a sudden you, you find yourself in a different different kind of conversation so it'll be interesting to see which way that goes in 2024 for alabama that is going to do it for this edition of Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode, Previewing Alabama. We will do 14 episodes, uh, one for each team as we lead up to the season. So if you're a Bama fan and this is the only one you're going to listen to, thank you for joining us. But we uh, would highly recommend uh, getting to know your enemies a little bit and listen to the, uh, the other 13 of these episodes we have coming out. But regardless... Um, I thank you, the listener, for listening. Thank you to Pitch Logic. And thank you, Mark, as always, for joining me. We'll talk to you all soon.
0: The Highway to Hoover podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your
2: podcasts.
0: I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But cosentics works on both. 1- 844-Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. (laughs) That's our legacy ready to be a part of it let's go give it to you. unlock the energy of the all electric ZDX type s order now at accurate.com